Eric wants to know if he should take a payment holiday from his mortgage to build up a down payment to buy a business. Hey there, everyone. My name is David C. Barnett, and welcome to Small Business and Deal Making. We discuss buying, selling, and growing small and medium-sized businesses while managing risk. So if you're looking for freedom and want to be your own boss without starting something new, or if you already own a business and are looking to expand, grow, or get ready to exit, then you've come to the right place for information and opinions that hopefully will make you think. This week, I've got a question sent in from Eric. And uh, if you ever leave a comment with a question in any of my videos, there's a good chance Yat Long will pick it up and put it into this list. So if you're curious about something, please add yourself into there. Um, this is what Eric says. I think it's a great question. Um, Eric says, I have a question I think might make a good video topic. Yeah, I, me too. Um, I assume I'm not the only one considering this. Due to the virus that's going around, U.S. mortgage companies are allowing homeowners to delay mortgage payments for up to 12 months with no penalty or adversely affecting their credit. In addition, government-backed loans like VA and FHA do not have to be repaid in the lump sum once payments resume. It seems like this is an opportunity for me to be able to save some additional cash that I could then use as a down payment on the purchase of a business. My question is this. Do you think it will hurt my chances of getting business financing if the bank finds out that I had my home loan payments deferred? What a great question. And Eric is in the United States, but other countries around the world have had similar sorts of programs here where I live. It was a six-month um, deferral holiday with the interest accruing. So at the end of the six months, people ended up with a higher mortgage balance, for example. Uh, and then they had to work out whether they were going to pay a higher amount to cover that increased principal balance or whether they were gonna extend the term of their mortgage and different banks had different rules and what they were willing to do. But to answer your question about what a business lender will think of what doing this, I've gotta tell you quite honestly, I have no idea. I don't know what the bank will think. And I think that different lenders may have different opinions. Some might be more driven by what your credit score is. And if the credit score doesn't get affected as you believe that it might not have any impact. Other lenders might be very attuned to the fact that people are doing this kind of thing and they might want to know. They want want to rather than asking if the loan is current, they might want to ask you for, you know, your payment history and ask you to demonstrate it for different important loans. So so I don't know. But this question opens up a whole other topic that I really do want to address with everyone that I think will help you decide if this is something that you really want to do or not. So um, first of all, right now, real estate prices in a lot of places are going up, and this has a lot to do with the lack of inventory. Now, um, some people are doing deferrals on their mortgages, and then they're going to be able to make that up or get back onto a program with their lender and things will be fine for those people. Um, I'm seeing more and more videos talking about the United States real estate market in particular, talking about the numbers of people that are in default. And sometime next year, there could be millions of homes coming on the market, which would move the inventory from a very small inventory to a larger inventory. Again, depending on what market you're in, right? Real estate is always local. So the price of real estate could change. We don't know. As far as I'm concerned, 
the choice of owning a home has more to do with the idea that you want to be a part of a community for a longer haul and you want to have more freedom in deciding what your your house looks like for example you can find all kinds of videos online where people will argue one way or the other whether it makes more sense to own or rent and a lot of it has to do with timelines how long do you intend to live in a place right because of the friction around doing a real estate transaction you've got uh, real estate fees. If you're selling, you've got uh, attorney fees, you've got, you know, land transfer fees with governments, things of that nature. So time is definitely a part of this. Now, let me talk a little bit about a, a bigger economic idea. And I forget what this is called, but I know that the idea came from a guy named Ludwig von Mises, who wrote a lot of stuff and he lived in Austria. And a lot of what he wrote has become known as the Austrian School of Economics. And one of the things that he wrote about is that everything in life exists within a hierarchy of desire, okay? And these things are in constant flux. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you work in an office building in a city and you come to work at nine o'clock in the morning and right in front of the office building, there's a gentleman setting up a hot dog cart and you have a $5 bill in your pocket. And you just had breakfast and you're going to work, you're in a rush, you're not interested in a hot dog, right? So in that moment, in your hierarchy of desires, the $5 bill in your pocket has a higher position in this hierarchy than a hot dog, okay? And so this makes it easy for you to make the decision to not purchase the hot dog because you would rather have the $5 bill. You don't have a lot of desire for that hot dog. Now, as the day progresses, and you come down out of your office building at lunchtime at 12.30, then things have changed. You're hungrier now. You have It's now been hours since you ate, and the hot dog smells really good, and you make the decision, I would rather have the hot dog than the $5 bill in my pocket. So those two things have moved in opposite directions, or the hot dog has just come up further above the $5 bill in your personal hierarchy of desires, right? So... This is where you want to talk about um, or think about where in my hierarchy of desires is home ownership versus buying a business and, or accumulating money for a down payment on a business. Because if you're you know, hell bent on buying a business in the next 12 months, you could make the decision to do the, the mortgage deferral, save up all the money you can and then sell the house and then further take any equity you have in the house, right? You could make a decision to sell your house today and take advantage of the high real estate market prices and live in a van for the next year. That would probably contribute even more to your savings, right? And so here's the thing is, it's important to know where you stand with relation to these things. So I'll give you an example. Um, I recently bought a motorcycle and um, I don't know if I've talked about it on videos before, but I've had motorcycles off and on since I was 18 years old. and. <clears throat> when the kids were younger, I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And so I went many years without a motorcycle. And I was, you know, daydreaming <clears throat> of buying a bike. And so I would often end up looking at websites, looking at local used motorcycle listings, things like that. <clears throat> and um, uh, knew that I had other priorities. I wanted to uh, pay down my mortgage. I wanted to get uh, a life insurance policy investment for my retirement setup. And I knew these different things were going to demand money. And I knew that they had a higher priority for me than buying the motorcycle. So what, what changed? Well, a couple things. I made 
a lot of um, progress towards those other financial goals. And I got the opportunity to buy a motorcycle at a very reduced price. So it was a new a bike that someone bought new last year. They paid about 10 grand for it. They decided they didn't like it. They wanted to trade it in. The dealer offered them a very low price. And I was able to make a deal basically and buy the thing and dealer trade in a, a bike that had, you know, three months of riding on it. So that was able to make me reconsider my order of, of desires and I bought the bike. Okay. So the question is, you, you know, sit down and list out your priorities because as far as large financial decisions, there are many. There are things like buying new automobiles or buying a new used car, for example, if you know you need to do that. There are things like preparing for your retirement and putting savings away for that. There's home ownership or, you know, renovating a home or moving up to a bigger home or what have you. Um, there's stuff like children's college funds. Um, there's all kinds of things that you have in this hierarchy of very big financial decisions. And if you're married, you need to make sure that this hierarchy of financial desires is in tune with your spouse because you both have to be playing on the same team here because you're together, you're married, this, this stuff works together. And so where do these things exist in your hierarchy and what is that gonna lead you then to do? I jokingly earlier mentioned selling a house and living in a van to save money, but if there's a big enough differential between your desire to buy a business and anything else, then that might be something that someone considers. I've known many business people who live in apartments above their businesses or other kind of weird arrangements like that, that we might consider <clears throat> a little bit different today, but in a bygone generation and in other parts of the world, this is one of the primary reasons people buy businesses so that they can kind of get a lot of their personal expenses <clears throat> covered by the business. It's a totally legitimate plan of action that you should consider if it's really something that you want to do. And when a lot of people, I know I had Aaron Clary on to talk about minimalism. When a lot of people stop and look around at what they're spending their money on, they realize that they're spending their money on stuff that isn't contributing to any of the things that are important on their hierarchy of desires. And so Eric, I'd put it all on the table. I would say, what do I really want to do? If I'm going to stay in the house, is there a way to reduce the cost of owning the house? Or is there a way to use the house as a way to earn extra money? Back in 2019, I went down to Rhode Island for a business meeting. On the way back, stopped at a house in the main countryside where a lady was renting out bedrooms on Airbnb. Because I knew I was going to arrive at 10 o'clock at night and be gone at 6 o'clock in the morning. I really just needed a bed. And so it was like, inexpensive, but for that lady, she was living alone in a big farmhouse. This was a way for her to turn that house into additional revenue. There's all kinds of things you can do. You can, you know, move to a different place to save money. You can cut other expenses to save money. If you want to have the single-minded focus to build a down payment to buy a business, there's a lot of creative ways you can do it. This is just one of them. I have no idea what the banker is going to think, but if you are not making payments, the amount of money that you owe in interest is going to climb. The principal won't be going down anymore. And you're just exposing yourself to the risk that bankers may not like the move. And 
if real estate prices do go down and you decide to sell later, you, there's a greater likelihood that you might not be in as favorable a position with respect to your equity. And with that, we'll see you later. Remember, if you really want to look at buying a business in a risk controlled way, even during these uncertain times of uh, you know the pandemic and the recession, then you should head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com where you can learn all about my online course about how to buy a business. It's reasonably priced. It has you know a buyer satisfaction guarantee. Hundreds of people have done it. Everybody's pretty much happy with it. Um, you won't be dissatisfied. And if you uh, stay tuned and you're on my email list, you will learn that the follow-on program, Business Buyer Adventure, is having its three-year anniversary here in May of 2021. And um, that's a lot of fun too. So if you need even more of my help and you want to talk with me about your deals on an ongoing basis, you might want to consider joining the adventure program too, which you can learn about at businessbuyeradventure.com. And with that, I'll sign off. Good luck, Eric, with whatever you decide. Let me know. I'll be curious to see how it plays out. And for everyone else, keep in touch, man. I love you all. Cheers.